What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. In today's episode, I sit down with Frank, and he is a current business owner working both at his full-time job and doing his painting business on the side. So we hammer out strategy to get him out of his full-time job, give him the confidence he needs to go all in. All in all, great business breakthrough, great conversation. And it starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm here with uh, with Frank of FMJ Finishes. Uh, he is a podcast listener. Grateful to have you here, brother. Talking about your business. How long you been in business? Uh, one year. One year. How's it going? It's uh, exciting. Very exciting. Cool, man. Cool. What did you do before you started your business? So I'm still currently working at uh, a full-time job. So this is everything's on the side right now. All right. What do you do? Automotive collision repair. Okay, so when are you doing your work? On the weekends, at night? How are you making On that On the happen? weekends, at night, yeah. All right, and you, are you doing cabinets or are you doing house painting? Mostly interior. This is, this is where uh, I got a couple questions is uh, me, I have partners, my girlfriend, we're both artists. Okay. So we do murals and we also do residential painting and we want to kind of expand more on the mural work. Okay. That's your question? Like how to kind of go about that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I got, I got, I got them rimmed down for you actually. No, yeah. no, that's good. Let's, let's hammer, let's hammer that out. Let, let's hammer that out. So, um, first things first, you know, what's stopping you from quitting your job? Uh, the uncertainty of making sure I have enough workflow for not only me and my girl to work full time, but also to have employees. What does your girl do? Does she have a job? Yeah, she's a bartender during the day, and she cleans houses also. So she has two okay. part-time jobs, and then the painting's the third third job gotcha. for her. Gotcha. Cool. So um, looking at the last year, you've made some money. I mean, you had to, right? I mean, you feel... Well, actually, I we, we underbidded a lot of our jobs at first because we didn't understand how expensive painting is until I started listening to you. <laughs> and then from listening to you, I did a lot more research, and I learned really about how to sell jobs. So we actually we're finally now selling jobs as the price they should be nothing over five thousand dollars though we're only talking thousand two thousand dollar jobs yeah because so. you're doing these things on the weekend but you got to realize like let's talk about this for a second if the big fear is the certainty um you know of of whether or not you know you're going to be able to sustain um right now i mean that's that's always going to be a fear like when it, like let's just put that on the table that's always going to exist bro like you're always going to, I mean, I know, yeah. there's never going to be a time where you're just like, I'm ready, man. This is it. Like, you know, um, because each job you're one way, you're, you're one job away from not having any work until you stack up that pipeline. Like for me, I'm two months out in my painting business, but like, if I don't get any jobs after that, I'm back, I'm, I have uncertainty at a higher degree. I mean, I have 12 people that are counting on me, you know? So that's a lot different than, you just and your girlfriend she's got security in that in that respect you know um i just want you to understand this that there will not be a time bro where you just have this like 
like confidence that it's just all going to work out. It won't happen. You got to make the leap. If you've been doing this for a year, first of all, I'm a little concerned that you want to branch off from something that is already a branch, you know, like, so think of a branch and then a twig, you don't have a tree yet. Like, so you're telling me you have this interior painting gig going, but it hasn't been mastered yet. Right. And then you're telling me you want to do a mural division, which I understand. And that's cool. There's a market for that, but there's a lot smaller market for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's more uncertainty on the mural side than there is in the painting side. Yes. So this is, this is one thing that your concern is completely valid, but this is something that you would need to understand, which I don't even, not even sure if it's possible, but you would be the man that would tell me is I want to create a crew for my residential painting work. So it's all passive income. So all my interior residential jobs are all passive and I have an employee doing those maybe two eventually. And then me and my girl would be doing all the custom work jobs. So maybe schedule two jobs per month, custom work. Perfect. Sounds like the dream. Believe it or not, that's what I do. Just I don't do murals. Like I have my painting business running pretty much itself. I mean, it, it requires 10 to 15% of my true effort. But then on the other side, I'm able to do this thing. That's something I love, but I know that that's taken care of. You're way too early in this to be thinking about that right now, especially because you haven't created a reputation. You haven't created a foundation. You haven't built consistency. You haven't uh, streamlined your production system. Like these are things that need to occur before you could just say, I want to, I want to go passive because you could do it, but it won't last. Like it, 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 I just know that for a fact, like you and gotta, it would be a very slow start. I'm sure. Very slow start on both ends. Like you're trying to start and, and, and let's put it this way. You're trying to start two businesses at the same time. I would never be able to start drip jobs or what I do at the same time I started my painting business for the first six months of my painting business. I was on the jobs every day. And the only time I left was to go pick up paint and to go do an estimate. And then I was back there painting with my team. And why was I doing that? Well, it was about creating culture. Like you can't expect people to happily work for you, knowing that you're passively making money unless they respect you and you've earned that right without them thinking, man, I could be doing this on my own. What's stopping them from doing it on their own? Yeah, exactly. Because then it, it makes it sound like I'm just trying to subcontract work to guys passively, which is not what I'm trying yeah, to do. The, I know that's not your intent. I'm saying yeah. that again, let me just rephrase this. You're not ready to even think about that until you've gotten the sweat equity of learning how to own and operate a business and, and, and it's taking full ownership full time, right? Like you need to quit your job. If you really want to be successful, like, I mean, I don't know how else to put it, bro. You got to quit. You got to go in. You got to say, I'm going all in. You can't expect other people to go all in on your business. If you haven't even went all in, in your business, like how, how, like, let's talk about that. Like if you were to hire somebody really good, and then they found out you had a full-time job somewhere else. What kind of confidence would that give them to work with you? Well, yeah, that's actually one of my questions. That was definitely one of my questions that I was going to ask you. They wouldn't, they wouldn't necessarily have confidence unless I was able to tell them that I had a backlog for them to knock out. Well, I mean, they, I mean, that's expected of you. You know, it's not like yeah. you're listing. I mean, that's not something that's like a bragging point. That's not like, 
it's like, hey, you know, you know, think about it this way. This is a question everyone should ask themselves. Would you work for you? And if the answer to that question is doubtful, being realistic and honest with yourself, then you need to build something that makes that answer yes. What does an employee want? They want two things, consistency and security. That's it. That's all they come. That's the exchange. You provide a shelter for them to come in, utilize their skills and get money for it. That's what you're doing. Okay. Right now you're, you don't really even have a foundation, right? Like you don't have something that says, okay, I'm putting X amount of money into marketing. It's going to generate me this many leads from there. If I do this many estimates, it's going to generate me this, this much sales. So in other words, you have no predictability. And when you have no predictability, you can't make good hiring decisions. You can't give people raises. You can't predict, like right now, you can't even predict whether or not your business is sustainable enough for you to leave your job. So that should be the first focus is thinking, how can you make it to where you're comfortable enough to quit your job before you try to make it comfortable enough for somebody to leave wherever they could be working and whatever opportunity they could be getting to come to you? My idea was to pretty much make that certainty for someone else to come work for me. But I understand you're saying that they're, they're not going to feel comfortable if they see I have a full-time job, which right. makes you got to realize you are the business, bro. In this industry, you are the business. The owner of a skilled trade company is the business. You, there's no structure that people are coming into, right? You're the business, you're the communicator, you're instilling confidence in your team, you're creating the atmosphere that's there, right? So I'm foreseeing this plan, and, and it didn't take me long to unfold this, but my, I'm foreseeing what this plan and the outcome will be. And the outcome is, I understand that you wanted to start a business and you saw an opportunity to paint, which is great. I love it. You don't have to be passionate enough about the actual painting aspect to be successful. I'm not, I, I just love the business, but if I love the business, I got to make sure that I'm doing a great job at the business side, you know? And for me, that's going all in. I honestly, it sounds like you're not a hundred percent committed and it shows in the fact that it's been a year and you haven't quit your job. And I don't know if you had a plan to, but just from this conversation, I don't think that there's a set date that you've affirm to yourself that you're going to say, I'm leaving. Yeah, no, the, the, the set date idea was more so to, I like, I wanted to have to try to find an employee to paint for us passively. And then when they're, when we're able to sell them and master, master getting work for them and selling jobs. And we have that guy going, how can you, strong. how can you master anything if you're only doing it on the weekends and at nighttime? How can you master it? You can't. That's not mastery. That, that's not even close to mastery because you and I both can probably agree that your customers probably aren't very happy with you being there on the weekends. I mean, do you gauge that at all? Uh, yeah, but that's another issue is that we're not even doing big enough jobs where they're, uh, it's like almost like we're doing them a favor because we're doing all the low hanging fruit. So all the professional painting companies in my area wouldn't even take the jobs that we're doing. And there's a niche for that, but that's not a sustainable, scalable niche. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, that's good that you're, you're able to, I'm not doubting your ability to find work at all. I mean, you can, anyone with a pulse is your customer. I mean, so it's not like, 
you know, I mean, that's good. It's just, what is our end goal here? And I know what your end goal is, is to create a system that produces income that you can manage from afar. It's possible. I'm doing it. I'm just telling you that you got to create the system first. And it starts with you. You got, you said you listen to Tony Robbins, right? Yeah. You, you know, one of his, uh, his big sayings is if you want to take the Island, you got to burn the boats. Burn the boats. Yeah. Right. You're not burning the boats. You're just, you just have your big cargo ship there just in case the Island doesn't work out because you have your job. So you got to understand that there's this resourcefulness that's going to kick in when you quit. That's going to be like, I got to figure this out different than what it is now. Right yeah, now, definitely. You, you know what I'm saying? hundred percent. My, my, uh, I was thinking too, uh, too big thinking my resourcefulness would be coming from hiring the employee, making sure that they would have work. So I would have to make sure I pound down and get them work. I'm sure but, there's going to be a certain level of resourcefulness that'll occur at that moment, but you got to be the, the person that has the most pressure about how your business is going to succeed rather than if that guy's going to get work first, like, you know, like you're not building your business for him to get work. You're building your business right now for you to see if you can succeed or fail. Majority of businesses fail, you know, like you, you haven't really tested whether or not your business is going to fail because you haven't been doing it full time. Yeah, that makes sense. You got to do it. Like, I hate to, to break it to you. I mean, I, as much as I, I believe in you, I think you're awesome, dude. Coming, telling me all these things that you told me and, and jumping on here with me. Um, but sometimes you need that nudge, bro. And I'm telling you, I did it. So I can definitely confidently say this. Um, do you have any kids? No, not yet. I'm only 23. It's great, man. Now's the time. And I guarantee you, you're good enough at what you do that you could easily find another job in the event that something went wrong. Yeah, definitely. I guess, I mean, no, the, uh, the, my biggest thing is I work for my dad right now. So I already tried kind of putting my notice in and he guilt tripped me. So I got to just man up and tell him like, I'm out. I, I got something going for me. It's a pretty crucial piece of information there, Frank. <laughs> well, that's why I don't know how much information you need, but yeah. Well, that helps. I mean, in the event that it's your father, uh, you know, I mean, you gotta have a, you gotta have a heart to heart with him and say, Hey man, event, you know, I'm trying to do what you did. Is it his business? It's my grandfather. So yeah, my grandfather came from Italy. He started a business 25 years ago and now it's pretty big. So I'm trying to just do the same thing he did. Good. I mean, I think that man to man, he would respect that generally speaking. I don't know, but I think uh, maybe you could uh, use your negotiation power and, and start with, you know, coming in on Friday. I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, bro. And, and, and guess what? Your dad will probably hire you back. You know, I mean, you have every, green light in front of you you've got to test out what you're made of in terms of entrepreneurship bro like 100 yeah you got to test it your grandfather came from italy he burnt every he he not only burnt the boats he cut off his his uh and his his, his, his his i mean you can't go back you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah. that's that that motivation runs deep clearly in your family um but negotiations are a really important piece of uh, entrepreneurship that isn't just for negotiating with your customers, bro. It's negotiating with family members, learning the art of salesmanship and, 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 and persuasion in a uh, ethical light. So in other words, it's like, you know, you've got to learn how to convince the people you love 
to get your, your their approval. And I'm sure at this point, that's even more pressure for you because it's your father that you just left his business. So you better succeed. Yeah, straight up. I don't know. I know how those Italian men are. I'm Italian. Yeah, it's pretty you know? rough, man. He's a, uh, that's the thing. What, what would you tell him if he says, well, we built this big business for you. We wanted you to run this one. Why do you want to run your own? Why do you want to start I need your to say, own? Say, say right now in this capacity, I'm not learning the skills that I need to own this business anyway. So let me go learn the skills so I can turn this business into a machine that makes sure that you can retire without getting your hands dirty. That's how you, that's how you do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's right a very now, valid point. If yeah. your dad has grease on his hands every day. Yes. No, he's actually the, he's the, the owner, you know, he's the doing. Okay. Is he so working every day? He, he, Is he tired? Yeah, he's, he's working every day. He, he doesn't really like the business. Okay. So, so that's where, that's where you can come in and say, you know, I don't know if that's how I want to approach business. And I think I need to learn how to run and operate and scale a business so I can utilize those same skills when it's my turn to help you. And I think that uh, it'll be beneficial for the whole family, you know, and, and you need to try this. You need yeah. to, it's either you do this or you don't. There's one, two, you're either going to live your life thinking, man, I really wish I would have went all in on my business. Or you're going to live your life knowing the answer of what happened when you went all in on your business. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to go all in. I was just kind of pushing the date back and and wanting to ask you these what date questions. did you have him? Yeah, so you had a couple but, of questions. I want to definitely hammer out your questions. What questions? My, my, my goal was that by, by next summertime, I want to be out, out of this. Where do you where do you live? In, oh, it's, uh, it's winter, so Chicago, Chicago. you got to go through the snow, right? But you do yeah, a lot winter's... of interior painting. Yeah, winter's coming though. Yeah, and a lot of painters I know say that winter gets slow. And they take well, don't listen to a lot of painters. You know, people still want their house painted. They yeah, you don't who cares what they say. Look yeah, I at guess the results. This... Go on, go look up a keyword uh, tool on Google and see how many people are googling interior painter during the winter in Chicago. That's yeah. the type of research that you need to be doing. Don't listen to the chirping definitely yeah because another thing i noticed is that we're we're lining work up for all winter practically because it's all part-time obviously though but yeah for us with the way we're doing work everyone wants us to paint for them so do you want to be think... like let me ask you this i mean what do you want to be like like do you want to feel the feeling of like success man like do you want to hit that stride yes definitely is that something that fires you up man of just like waking up knowing that you're the owner of the business you created it you have passive income coming in and you figured out how to do it from your own resourcefulness you said you reached you, you listened to les brown man i love les brown eric thomas he's amazing uh tony robin like these people that inspire you like is that what you're after yeah pretty much straight yeah that's it and you need to quit your job today dude I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, that's the mentality that you've got to have because you're never going to be happy. Like, I know that you might be thinking, dude, this guy's crazy for saying this. And I no, I know I, I, I've thought about this multiple times. Yeah, multiple I don't know the situation. And I know that there's relationships that could get tainted. And I know that people have opinions around you. You're doing something crazy. Business is crazy, bro. Starting a business is insane. It's insanity to go out on your own, walk the plank, bro. But you got to do it. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I needed that. I really do need that. Good. So this I is hope, a main question. That, yeah. What's up? This what is you... a main question that I wanted to, uh, me and my girlfriend came up with to ask you because it's one of the things that we really can't figure out is maybe from your experience, you would know, but from, from when you started, 
and from not having a major backlog and you want a 40 hour employee, like technically you're saying, all right, so if I quit my job and my girl quits her job, we have two workers now, we're going to work the job. So how do we, how, how would we find, well, the question I was going to have is how do we find an employee, even though we don't have work for them right now without like lying to them saying we have work for them? I don't think there's anything wrong with lying about having work at all. I think that that puts pressure on you because that's your expectation. Remember I said that. Yeah. And that's the it's only what, way you would, that's the only way you would to be able do. do it. That is yeah. the only way to do it. So ultimately you're going to find the work and you're going to make sure that the work's there. And ultimately it's more important to have the worker on the job than you and your girlfriend. So first of all, your girlfriend can keep her job as a little safety net. Cause I know that that feels good to have some sort of consistency there. Okay for now but right now you know i don't recommend both of you quit your job but i recommend you do for sure okay yeah ultimately you you can you know, here's what i did early on okay because i had two guys when i started and i needed to make sure they had 40 hours a week first of all if i knew that my presence there would speed up the job i wouldn't work that day and i would let them do it Okay. That's like super important because I'm like, okay, well, if I come to this job, we're going to speed it up. I mean, it's going to be too fast. I have to give them another day. And then maybe we only worked 32 hours. You know what I did? I paid them 40 anyway, because that was my promise that I made. And, and then, then you I just paid. took a cut. You just took a cut on that job a little bit. Cause you weren't yeah. there working. You shouldn't even care about making money for the first year of your business. Like everybody gets so like caught up about making money right away. Like, no, like don't even worry about it. Like who cares? You're not, you're the first year of your business. And I don't count the last year you did. That was like your test run. That was like to see if you can, can manage the little responsibility that you put on your plate, but it's a different ball game when you're really, your only option is to, to hunt, you know? So uh, yeah, 100%, it's not going to yeah. be as hard as you think, especially because what's going to happen is you're going to start getting bigger jobs and those bigger jobs are going to be stretched out. So in other words, let's say you find, a full interior house to paint. Okay. Real you quick. Paint. I got, I got someone, this guy did a job for, he said, Hey, we have an eight unit property commercial that needs to get painted in the city. And I, I'm going to either have to turn the job down or maybe find another business that could do it for him. But like, I, or I you could quit your job and take it on. That's what I'm saying is that the opportunity exactly. will come. It's there. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even care about the opportunity because it's going to be there. I'm just telling you how to manage it in the interim, which okay, means, sorry about that. Let me hear you. No, sorry. it's fine. I'm just telling you the opportunities are going to start flying at you because you're a personable person. You care about your business and the market around you, the other contractors, the majority, they're not even on face. Yeah. It's not that they're garbage. They don't know. And some of them actually do not care about anything. They just, you know, so the general consensus in your area is that, you know, the, the, you know, and then also if there's, if the economy is busy, that means a lot of painting contractors and other contractors are taking on commercial and, and new construction work, which opens up a huge hole for us residential people to stick with residential, okay, higher profit margins, easier jobs, so on and so forth. Anyway, in the interim, you have a couple options. You look at what job types you're doing. Okay. First of all, all you need is a five day job. One guy for five days that gives you a buffer of five days to find another job. 
right? Like off yes. the bat, day one, you cannot be painting and you could just find one job for him. And then you might get another job. Now you're two weeks booked and you might say, okay, this is, this is a little hard on this one guy to expect him to do both of these jobs for two weeks. Let me find him a helper. Okay. You might put your girlfriend if she's interested in helping. So just to see what that dynamic looks like with two people on the job, right? Or you bring in somebody else, uh, a helper, helper role to clean up, to help that guy. Okay. That's what, that's the flow of how you should be doing it. And then now you're 10 days out and then you might keep looking for a job. Now you're, now you're three weeks out and then you're like, okay, we need to speed this up. Let me get a third guy with him. Now we can keep up with the demand. Okay. Here's where you're going to fail. If you don't do this, if you think that you can generate the jobs yourself, you're going to fail. So in other words, you're saying like, I don't need any external help marketing. Right. How have you been getting your jobs? Where no, yeah, from? no, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that, but I guess I'm just saying like in Chicago, since there's a lot more work going on, I feel like, cause it's a lot more congested. It's like, there's, there's a lot more. Uh, let me talk to uh, you about, let me talk about control. I understand that there could be the chance that people call you, but as a business owner, you don't want to leave the survival of your business up to things that you have no control over, right? Like in other yes. words, you don't want to wait for the phone to ring. Hopefully that's not, that's not, that's not strategic. Like where I'm saying is, is that you need something to help you market, whether it's a marketer, somebody who does this and has a marketing company to help contractors get leads, which you can find literally anywhere. Okay. And they're good. They do, they do a good job. Most of them, or you pay a service like Angie Thumbtack, you pay one of these. You heard of those? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Yes. Okay. Like you need something to help you market where you can put money into it and it brings you a lead. Somebody's interested in your service. Like that's, that's a golden rule. If you do this, when I first quit my job, I didn't go knock on doors. Actually I did. And then I did it for 20 minutes. I'm like, I'm not doing this. And then I signed up for home advisor and I got leads every day. And then I just went and did the estimates. So I mean, you gotta, I mean, th this is a lot, man. This is a crazy, crazy world of business, but you gotta be ready for the, you know, for the hunt, man. You gotta, you gotta get marketing down. You gotta understand that you need leads in order to sell jobs. And then once you sell jobs, you need production. You might have to paint, but in the meantime, once you get that first job, you should be hiring. Like it's a balance of all three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's where we were at a stand. So, and now that, now that you say it like that, we, we pretty much, we're ready to, to get some leads. And then to start selling those jobs. Right. You know, um, did you have any other questions? Uh, yeah, I had a question about breaking down for taxes at the end of the year. Would you, would you just put that in your quote? Like, would you just so, put that in the labor part of your quote or would you put a whole nother line for taxes? So do you have to pay sales tax on, on your service? No. Like you have to charge it? No, I don't think so. All right, then you don't need to worry about it. So when it comes to taxes, all right, you need, there's two, two things that you need to understand is that number one, did you go to accounting school? No, no, I went straight, right. straight to work. Yeah, me either. Okay. So if you try to ask me to do taxes, it's not going to be pretty. Okay? Yeah, that's our goal. The, yeah, our goal is to right. get an accountant. Right. But <laughs> there's two things that the accountant can do. Number one, they can do your year end taxes. Okay. That's a service an accountant will do. But in order for the accountant to do that, they need your books to be organized. That's bookkeeping. So 
You can hire a, a firm to do both for you, bookkeeping and accounting. You can try to do your own bookkeeping for QuickBooks. And bookkeeping is essentially, you know what bookkeeping is? Yeah, yeah. Like the, organi the organization of expenses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So in other words, you don't have to add any tax to your service unless it's required of you to pay or it's required of you to charge sales tax to your, to your, and I don't know if that's a requirement of yours and in, in where you are, but if it is, then you can add it. Um, and if you use a good quoting program, like if you use drip jobs, you can add it as a line item, the tax. Okay. You know, so you don't have to think about it. Awesome. I'm definitely, I'm going to give you a call back when I quit my job. That's for sure. <laughs> you better, man. I think you got, I think you have the intangibles. You got to try it. Just try it and see what happens. Okay. You know, and I'll right. give you, Thank I'll you so give much. you, I'm going to give you my, uh, my hiring course to help you uh, get that first hire. Thank you so much. All right. But was this helpful for you? Oh yeah. Big time. All right, man. If you need keep, any other, any help, keep, let me know, bro. Definitely. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Your videos really helped me. Good, man. I appreciate your, uh, your support, man. All right. See you soon. Good luck. Hey, I, I better hear from you soon, bro. Oh yeah. All right, Frank. See you. That drip job CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo and get your team involved and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.